This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warrior. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. As such, this investigation will be a top priority. We are releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We are also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. Jamie, uh, so I would just start with this question. What part of Mr. Comer's presentation was Russian disinformation? I mean, never forget what happened on October 19th, 2020, 15 days before the most important election we have in our country. Who's going to be the next president of the United States? 15 days before that, Mr. Brennan, Mr. Clapper and 49 other people signed a letter that said the following. It is for these reasons that we write to say that the arrival on the U.S. political scene of emails purportedly belonging to Vice President, Biden, uh, Vice president Biden's son, Hunter, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They further went on to say, we want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails provided to the New York Post are genuine or not, just that our experience makes us deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case. Our country may never recover from Secretary Mayorkas' dereliction of duty. This is why today I am calling on the Secretary to resign. He cannot and must not remain in that position. If Secretary Mayorkas does not resign, House Republicans will investigate every order, every action, and every failure will determine whether we can begin impeachment inquiry. We're ignoring the, the dangers happening at our border and the national security crisis that's happening in our country, while we are completely protecting another country's border and also waging a proxy war with Russia. We had 5 million people cross our border illegally since Joe Biden took office. And let's compare that to how many Russians have invaded Ukraine. 82,000 Russians have invaded Ukraine. 
I think the American people and the taxpayers of this country deserve to know why the Biden administration and this Congress is so interested in funding the protection of Ukraine's border and not the protection of our border. That's a very good question. Okay, uh, welcome. That last segment was also supposed to be MTG defending, saying that Liz Cheney was going to be the uh, was going to be the speaker if we didn't watch out. It is Friday, 25 November, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, we're going to go. Uh, Cardinal Zen walks today in um, in Hong Kong. She blinks there, but she cracks down on a draconian covert measures in Beijing. We're going to get to that in the second hour. Ben Harnwell will join us. We've got uh, my co-host, Natalie Winters, at the Real America Voice studio in Palm Beach. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. We've got a lot to report out. You've got a new investigation on Hunter Biden. You've got a lot to say about Dr. Fauci. had a very bad memory the other day <laughs> when he was deposed. Natalie Winters has got a lot of buried leads in his what we've been leaked on his uh, testimony Natalie, we're also going to go to Arizona. We've got everything about Carrie Lake. She's put a shot across the bow in this election. There's a lot of people talking about you've got to show, you've got to shut down this entire certification process. Uh, and Dr. Malone's going to join Natalie. Uh, he's in Istanbul, and we're going to talk about uh, everything about uh, Tony Fauci and uh, and his uh, Malone's new book, all about this lies my government told me. We're packed today for the next two hours, so strap in. I want to start though with Congressman. Bob Good of the 5th District of Virginia. Sir, we did that cold open, uh, and, and the clip we, we were going to finish with was Marjorie Taylor Greene making the argument for McCarthy that uh, people are playing with fire, and that would be Matt Gates, uh, Ralph Norman, and, and particularly yourself. So I think you've been probably the most articulate and you know kind of out front of this, of saying uh, no way can Kevin McCarthy be speaker. You just saw there, you know, you've got Comer on offense, you've got judiciary on offense, you've got Kevin McCarthy at the border uh, saying he's going to be impeaching Mayorkas, he's shutting down the border. Um, you got MTG in his corner, she's the firebrand. What, what is it about um, this new Kevin McCarthy that you don't like, sir? Well, when I was told, when I first ran for Congress in 2020, I had hundreds of constituents, voters, people in my district beg me not to support Kevin McCarthy for speaker. I came in as a new freshman, thought there might be a leadership challenge. There was none. Everybody supported him by acclamation to be minority leader. And I said what I would do, I, was, I would judge him based on what he did in my first two years in Congress. And then I would assess that uh, his leadership uh, or lack thereof when we voted again uh, at the end of my first term. But as I've watched these last two years, I would ask you, what about what Kevin McCarthy has done as minority leader would give you the confidence that he's the person to stand up and fight against the Biden uh, Schumer agenda that we're going to be fighting against in the new Congress, that he's the one who's going to have nerves of steel, who's not going to give in and not get rolled by Biden and Schumer. And he's going to do what he hasn't done for two years. You know, for two years, we have begged him to lead. We begged him to hold all Republicans together and standing against giving any votes to the Democrat agenda, the radical agenda that's hurting America. And so now you see at the border, Steve, uh, I've been to the border five times in my first two years in Congress. I believe it is the number one threat to the country. We've had five million illegals invade the country. Uh, but here he said just even, and I think he's there as a result of us uh, mounting a challenge to his uh, speakership. Uh, he said, we may impeach Mayorkas, not that we will impeach Mayorkas. I'm already on impeachment articles for Mayorkas on a couple of different uh, impeachment articles against my Mayorkas. Never in the history of the country, Steve, has our own president done more to intentionally harm the United States 
than what Biden has done in the first two years. Untold harm has been done. If we sealed the border tomorrow, the four million who we've let in and the one million illegal gotaways, the ones who, as you know, don't want to be ID, they don't want to be fingerprinted, they don't want to be background checked. What kind of terrorist criminal ties? What kind of nefarious intent? If we're 1% successful in, in vetting them, we'd have 10,000 very dangerous actors. You think, I'm sorry, if we were 99% effective and 1% were bad actors of the 1 million gotaways, that would be 10,000 highly dangerous people. So what we've got to do and, and what McCarthy has not committed to do is we're going to defund a government that does not secure its border, that we're going to use the power of the purse when we have the majority, that we're going to refuse to continue to fund a government that does not secure its border. Border. We're giving Mayorkas $60 billion, Steve, to not secure the border. That's the kind of leadership that we need from someone who will represent the conservative center of the Congress, that once we realize and come to grips with the fact that McCarthy is not going to be speaker, we can consider other candidates who represent the conservative voters who sent us to Washington to do what they sent us to do. And Kevin McCarthy is not that person. The, the the mainstream media and the left is saying, hey, everybody's got to come together now. We all have to work together, uh, although they didn't want to do that for the first years. We all have to work together to to stem inflation and to, to work, you know, help the economy and to uh, and to work with uh, Joe Biden. Uh, what's your problem? What is your problem with that? What is your problem with now the mainstream media saying we ought to have nothing but unity and kind of have a group hug, sir? Well, it's funny. When I, again, when I was elected two years ago, we were told, oh, we've all got to be unified. We've all got to support the anointed leadership slate. No one can, we can't have any competition. We just got to have a coronation for leadership because we're so close to getting the majority and we got to focus on getting the majority in 2022. As you know, Steve, if we had a red wave and we picked up 40, 50, 60 seats, we would be told, oh, we picked up so many seats. We got to support the anointed leadership slate. Now, because we barely have a majority, we're told, oh, now's not the time to have a competition for leadership. We've just got to support the, the anointed leadership slate. And you tell me, tell me on what basis, Steve, if you were looking at the 220 members of Congress based on the merits, based on their skills, their qualities, their leadership demonstration that you would you would settle on Kevin McCarthy at the expense of the other 219 or so Republicans. Uh, we need someone who represents the conservative center of the conference. We need somebody who will truly stand up, fight and fight with nerves of steel. We need someone who will, will, will hold every Republican accountable to uh, fight against the Schumer-Biden agenda. We didn't have that in the minority. There's no way we're going to have that in the majority. And there are more than enough of us who are resolved not to vote for him that we need to get past uh, the denial that uh, of the reality that he's going to be speaker and to consider other quality candidates who will raise their hands and say they'd like to be speaker once it's clear that it's not going to be Kevin McCarthy. We ought to do that before January 3rd so we do not have to deny him on the first ballot, which we will do. If we don't come together as a conference and unite around other quality candidates who's, who can get to 218, which Kevin McCarthy cannot do, then we'll have to vote him down on the House floor and go to a second or a third ballot like we did 100 years ago, and we'll come up with a better speaker. In the short term, Steve, this is about getting a stronger speaker, a better speaker who reflects the will of the voters. All Republicans have been hearing for the last two years uh, from their constituents, do not support Kevin McCarthy as speaker. It's, it's hundreds to one in terms of who asks you to support Kevin McCarthy versus who asks you not to from the base who elected us. But it, so in the short term, it's about getting a better speaker. But in the long term, Steve, it's about breaking up the swamp cartel, uh, defeating a system in the Republican Party that's hostile to conservatives that spends millions of dollars in primaries trying to defeat conservatives and trying to elect uh, uh, nominees who are loyal to the crown, so to speak. 
and also to, to defeat a swamp, a Republican swamp in the Congress that is hostile to the power of regular members, the people's representatives, to really bring true change to the country, true change to Congress, and to save the republic from the oppressive, radical Biden-Schumer-Pelosi regime. Congressman, if, if you were to um, vote for McCarthy, would your constituents that just reelected you, would they be furious at you? I think that's true of all Republicans who vote for McCarthy. I, I guarantee you, Steve, that since we've returned from the, for the Thanksgiving break, if you will, Republicans all across the country are hearing from their constituents, begging them to stand with us to bring true change to Congress, to bring true change to the country, and to reject Kevin McCarthy as leader, as speaker. There's no question about that. Again, I've had hundreds, hundreds tell me over the last two years not to support him, and I've literally had one person, one person in the three years since I announced my first run for Congress, ask me to support Kevin McCarthy as leader or a speaker. And I'm certain that's true of every other Republican that's that was just elected, the freshmen coming in, as well as those who were reelected. You know, we, we are the people's representatives. We are there to exercise their wishes. We're here to fight for them. And we need leadership that reflects what they elected us to do. They gave us five million more votes, as you know, in this last election. The greatest representation of where the people are, as we know, it's not the presidential election. It's not the Senate. But the, the, what, what part of our national electorate is the truly reflective of where the people are? It's the House of Representatives. And they gave us five million more votes than they gave the Democrats for a reason. And we need to fight for the things that they sent us to Washington to fight for. Uh, Congressman, we actually stay through the break. Uh, I got a minute here. In, in, leave the personalities aside. What would be Bob Good's agenda that he wants to see in this new Congress? Or two, the two or three things you think have to happen. Yeah, first of all, we've got to use the power of the purse not to fund the government. We are the most powerful branch of government, if we will use it, not to fund a government that continues the COVID vaccine mandate for any of its citizens, let alone its military, that does not secure the border, that continues the war on American energy. We surrender our national economic security. So we've got to use the power of the purse, number one. Uh, number two, we have got to uh, use every power at our disposal to reduce the spending and to save the country from a fiscal standpoint. We've got to return to 2019 spending at a minimum where we are, are, you know, before we ramped up spending under the China virus justification, where we spent $10 trillion in new spending in the first two years of a president's presidential term that's never happened in the history of the country. We've got to restore fiscal sanity to the country and reduce spending. Congressman, hang on for one second. We'll take a very short break. We're going to return with Congressman Bob Good, one of the leaders of this anybody but McCarthy uh, movement in the House of Representatives for Speaker. Short break. Back with Bob Good. It's hard to grasp why anyone would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing crime, and an open border. Likewise, why would anyone... Keep funding the left by sticking with the big carriers. Patriot Mobile is America's only, and I repeat only, Christian conservative wireless provider. They want to make it easy for you to try their service. Give them 60 days to show you why I, Stephen K. Bannon, trust them. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you get a third month free, plus free activation. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks and use the same towers as all three of the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedom. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972 972- 
patriot that's 972 patriot if you're fed up with the woke companies that don't care about your values support a company that does make the switch today and get a free month of service plus free activation that's patriotmobile.com slash bannon that's patriotmobile.com slash bannon or call 972 patriot here's your host stephen k bannon Okay, welcome back. We have Congressman Bob uh, Good uh, is with us this morning. We're live on uh, Black Friday. Got a lot to get to. Natalie Winters got another investigation of Hunter Biden. We'll get to in a minute. We're also going to go to Arizona uh, of this intent. The intensity is increasing on this uh, certification process. We'll get to all of it in a moment. Congressman Good, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is beloved by this audience, uh, is a true fire breather. Uh, has kind of thrown in, let's say, with uh, McCarthy and, and, and his side of the football, and she's been a very strong advocate. She says, look, Matt Gates, uh, uh, Andy Biggs, Bob Good, are my colleagues, my fellow fighters. I love these guys, but they're playing with fire here in the fact that if they don't watch out, we're going to get Democrats teaming up with a couple of moderate Republicans. You're going to end up with a Liz Cheney type as Speaker of the House. What say you, sir? Well, I love Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's a good friend. We fought together on many issues over the last two years, and we agree most of the time. But obviously, I could not disagree more strongly with her position here. Uh, I think that's a red herring. I think that's a that's a McCarthy talking point. That's a scare tactic to try to coerce Republicans to fall in line and vote for him as speaker. There's no way a Democrat is going to become speaker. There's no way any Republicans are going to collude with Democrats to select our speaker. The Democrats are going to have at most 215 votes in the new Congress. My math says that 215 does not equal 218. Tell me what Republicans are going to join with what Democrats to elect a speaker. And for that matter, tell me what Democrats are going to vote for any Republican for speaker. This is going to be decided by Republicans. Republicans will have the votes to come together with 218. And again, we've got to consider who are the best candidates based on their leadership qualities, based on their conservative credentials, based on their demonstration, demonstrated willingness to fight against the radical Biden, Pelosi, Schumer agenda, under which the American people are suffering uh, currently now, and we've got to rescue the American people by using every tool at our disposal to stop it. We can stop the Biden-Schumer agenda in its tracks with the right kind of leader of the House, and that's the kind of candidate that we need to consider. It's someone who represents the conservative center of the Republican conference. What about her other argument that the bulk of the time of the speaker is just to go raise money, and uh, and he's the best at that, and you leave the Jordans and the Comers and the Goods and the Gateses and the Taylors to go fight the fight? What are your thoughts on that? That he is the best fundraiser, and so and that's ninety percent of will be his job as Speaker of the House, like Pelosi. What say you, sir? I had a lot of trouble with that fundraising when millions of dollars were used to try to defeat conservatives, MAGA, Freedom Caucus type candidates in the primaries. We try to put our thumb on the scale against the will of the people in their respective districts. Millions of dollars that could have been used to defeat Democrats in the general election. And he admitted in the Republican conference when I challenged him on that a week and a half ago that he supported those who promised to support him for Speaker. Tell me how many Republican donors gave their hard-earned money so that it could be used in primaries against conservatives that reflect the Republican base. So the primary purpose of the speaker is to lead the conference, to lead us in the fight. You know, if, if you want to be a great fundraiser and that's what your strength is, go lead the NRCC and raise money. Um, Monday starts uh, probably the most important lame duck in living memory because you got Nancy Pelosi, you got Schumer, and you got Biden You've got the debt ceiling. You have this omnibus bill that could be another two trillion in unfunded uh, discretionary spending. 
You have the an, an Defense Authorization Act, which would put all the wokeness in there. Uh, you have amnesty. Schumer's talking about Schumer's bragging about the replacement theory, and they're talking about 11 million, uh, at least 11 million, or, and worst case, DACA. Uh, walk me through how how are you guys going to fight on this uh, on the on the lame duck, and what should we look forward to, and how can this audience help? Well, what they need to do is to reach out to all of their members of Congress and tell them two things. One, do not support Kevin McCarthy for speaker. Uh, if, if you support Kevin McCarthy for speaker, we're not going to support you in a Republican primary. Number two, tell your member of Congress to vote against the NDAA, not to support that because Republicans can defeat it. The Democrats cannot pass it without our votes. If you want to know what a demonstration of the weak leadership is that we've had the last two years, when the conservatives, we tried to rally our colleagues to vote against an NDAA that started out, as you know, with drafting our daughters with red flag laws against our military that was forcing climate change priorities on the military instead of military readiness and effectiveness that was focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and transgender policy, and CRT. I call it wokeifying and wussifying our military, making our military weaker, that had uh, vaccine mandates on our military, kicking out 100,000 troops when our, we're only meeting about 50% of our recruitment goals. We could not get our own Republican Party leadership to support us on that. We could have defeated that bill and forced the Democrats to give us a clean defense bill that made the military stronger if all Republicans united against, and we had no leadership. It was we conservatives in the House Freedom Caucus fighting alone on that. We could only get 60 Republican votes against it. So we're going to see demonstrated weakness again here in the lame duck session when the Republicans don't come together, the swamp preacher Republicans who are part of the problem, who are you know d- devoted to the industrial military complex and devoted to their donors, devoted to their federal contractors instead of to the American people and putting America first. So that's the kind of leadership that we need and it's gonna be lacking in this lame duck session. In addition, we never had in the last two years where we unified as Republicans and tried to put pressure on the Senate and said, we will we will make sure no Republican votes for any new spending like this. And the Senate needs to follow suit. Let's put pressure on the Senate because the Senate, as you know, because some of this has to be passed with 60 votes, as you know, because it's not reconciliation. The Senate could have stood strong and we didn't put pressure on them as a Republican House because we didn't have the leadership to do so. And you're going to see us fail in that respect here in the lame duck session, I fear. Uh, because you're going to allow outgoing Republicans who want to have some legacy spending earmarks. We can't even get our own leadership, Steve, to fight against earmarks. We we had a vote on earmarks and our own Republican leadership did not support us as a party uh, committing to to not doing earmarks uh, as a minority when the Democrats brought them back. And we're asking that commitment again in the new Congress, and we can't get our own leadership to support that. Congressman Good, before we let you go, is there any possibility that you would be, is there anything that Kevin McCarthy or the folks around him could do to, to persuade you to flip your vote to a yes? Congressman well, I'll Good. tell you this. No, no, sir, because we can do better. There's a lot of good quality candidates. And uh, again, there's half a dozen of us or so who've come out public. I believe there's many more that will come out public and will stand strong and vote with us on January 3rd, reflect the will of the voters who sent us to Congress to make the change that's desperately needed to save the Republic. We're not going to get that with current leadership. We have to have a new speaker. So once we get past denial and reality sets in, then we can evaluate new candidates who can get us to 218 that, again, uh, have the fighting spirit that we need. Uh, They are competent, capable leaders that reflect the conservative center of the conference. There's a number of good candidates that we can consider. There's there's quiet discussions going on for those candidates. Those can become public once the reality sets in that it's not going to be Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Congressman Good, how can people follow you on your your uh, website and social media? Because obviously yep. uh, you're you're playing a, an incredibly important role in the selection for the speaker. 
Uh, go to bobgoodforcongress.com or good.house.gov. Sign up for our newsletters and our communication. Follow us on social media. Appreciate that, Steve. Congressman Good, thank you for uh, taking time away today, the day of Thanksgiving, to join us. Appreciate it. Bless, bless you. Thanks for having me, Steve. And God bless our troops and keep them safe. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, sir. Before we go to Arizona, I want to bring in Natalie. Natalie, uh, you've got another blockbuster report on Hunter Biden we're going to get to in a little while after Arizona. But um, how important is what Good's talking about is is not just to fake this, particularly in these investigations. And you're going to talk about in the second hour, we're going to talk this hour about Hunter Biden, next hour about Fauci in this deposition. You saw what Fauci, Fauci couldn't remember anything. How important is it really to have leadership that is maniacally focused on getting to the truth on these different verticals that that you've seen, whether it's the Hunter Biden and all the CCP infiltration, the select committee on China, the Fauci and Wuhan lab, the vaccines, all of it. How what type of steely resolve do you feel you need in leadership to actually see these through to the bitter end? Well, I'm happy to step in and serve as Anthony Fauci's memory if he can't remember uh, anything about his decision-making process throughout COVID-19. And frankly, the same goes for Hunter Biden. And I don't just say that because we obviously have his hard drive and are continuing to release stories that detail this corruption. But unfortunately, when you're talking about people like Anthony Fauci, people like Hunter Biden, uh, they're not just isolated cases, right? They're part of a bigger, much more systemic problem, which is the swamp. So if you have Kevin McCarthy, who sure may be a little more conservative uh, than your run-of-the-mill swamp creature, uh, you're not going to get to the bottom of, of the issue. You're not going to actually drain the swamp if the person leading the crusade is, and I'll, I'll call it what it is, controlled opposition. Um, we have an unprecedented opportunity right now and the appetite to actually have meaningful investigations. But if the person leading this charge is someone uh, who really has no backbone, uh, is just weak to the core, you're not going to see that happen. So it's imperative that that we make sure he is not speaker. Okay, thank you. I want to go to Arizona. I also want to mention we're going to get Marjorie Taylor Greene either this afternoon or tomorrow uh, to talk about uh, she's adamant about that Kevin McCarthy has is, is got the uh, – has got the right stuff. So we'll have uh, Congressman Green on here. This is going to be a continuing, intense, dramatic battle up to the 3rd of January uh, in a historic selection of Speaker of the House. Let me go to Michael Patrick. I got Floyd Brown and Mac- Michael Patrick Leahy uh, about Arizona. Michael, first off, I want to talk about you put out an investigative report about this pack. Tell us, we got about a minute. Tell me about this pack. And then why did the Arizona Sun Times and all your sites get taken down by DDoS attacks? That's quite odd sir it's just you know we don't believe in conspiracies but there are no coincidences tell me what's going on uh good morning steve thanks for having me on yes wednesday night late wednesday night we published a story documenting what we could about the highly partisan pack that Stephen richer has put together and organized and received a lot of money or money from democrat donors uh, to, to operate it's called the pro-democracy republicans pack and in that, we documented the unusual nature of that PAC. It was designed for the purpose of backing Republicans who did not challenge uh, the results of the 2020 election, clearly designed to oppose uh, candidates like Kerry Lake and Mark Fincham and other state and, uh, and local candidates. So we put that story out. We showed that uh, the only documentation that we have for that pack ends October 27th, which was two weeks before the election. We don't know what happened with that after that. 
He got $20,000 from Francis Najafi, a big Democrat donor, who's also given $60,000 to the year. Wow. Hang, uh, Michael, hang on, hang on for one second. We'll take a short break. Floyd Brown from Western Journal. Michael Patrick Leahy from the Arizona Sun-Times. Carolyn Wren. We're going to drill down deep and carry legs shot across the bow. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at COVIDTaxRelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at COVIDTaxRelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDTaxRelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. Do this today. Take action at COVIDTaxRelief.org bunch of information about election day operations. And then the other very odd thing going on there is Doug Ducey, the governor, uh, on the 23rd, uh, uh, congratulated Katie Hobbs as the victor five days before even the certification date. Um, and then Mark Elias, your good buddy, the Democrat uh, uh, killer attorney, um, tweeted out an attaboy for him uh, on the 23rd. Very no, bizarre. No, no, no. It wasn't just it wasn't just a uh, a congratulation to Hobbs. He had her over to the office for a cup of coffee and had yes. numerous yeah. photographs and showed him, you know, uh, doing the trans, you know, starting the transition. Let me go to Floyd Brown for a second, Mike. Hang on for a second. Talk to me, Floyd. You guys have been all over this. The, we got Ren coming up in a minute, but I want to know the perspective of Western Journal. This shot across the bow that Kerry Lake had. This is not the final. We know they're working on other things too. But what got me about this is. Why is it so difficult to just get basic information? Why does she have to go to court? Why does she have to go to court to get information? And isn't it odd that the guys she's got to get the information from have a pack? And we have Bill Gates giving a radio interview, I think, two months ago, saying, hey, the number one priority is to clean out clean out all the election deniers, right? The, the election integrity people like Kerry Lake, like Mark Fincham, like Abe Hamaday like Blake Masters, to clear him out of the Republican Party, Floyd Brown? Well, what you have to understand, Steve, is that this is probably phase two or phase three of a long-term plan to turn Arizona blue, okay? It all started uh, way back with the election of uh, Katie Hobbs, and um, uh, you have to realize George Soros poured a tremendous amount of money into her campaign in order to get her as Secretary of State. And Arizona is clearly a Republican state, but they're using uh, the election laws to move it blue. And uh, so uh, what you have is they, they went around and they picked key positions and they went to those positions and they, and they put their people in those key positions. And as a result of that, uh, they control the election process and have been manipulating it now for at least two cycles. So uh, there's no transparency. 
There's no information that's given. And then on election day, because Republican voters like to vote on election day, we had a complete disaster, complete malfeasance in election day voting. And literally thousands of people left the polls. Here in my neighborhood, there was over a three-hour wait. And uh, it, 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 it's outrageous what's been done. But it's part of a systematic plan. And you, you really have the uniparty that's executing this plan. You have the McCain faction, which is now headed by the governor, Doug Ducey, and, and, um, and is very strong in the uh, Maricopa County Board. And, and then you have the, the, the MAGA faction, which is really the majority, led by Carrie Lake. And everyone out here knows Carrie Lake won this election fair and square, but they're doing everything they can to stop her from being able to take over yeah. as governor. And I think there's several reasons for that, Steve, one of which is they don't want her to investigate anything because this is a state that's had a lot of corruption. And in particular, because Republicans have been in power so long and moderate big government Republicans have been in power so long, there's a lot of this corruption also on the Republican side. This is what I think is very hard for people to understand, because obviously they had another um, uh, Robeson uh uh, Robeson, who was oh, defeated in the yeah, primary, had a brutal uh, had a brutal op-ed in the in the Arizona Republic to say that Carrie Lake and Kelly Ward had carjacked and MAGA had carjacked the, the Arizona GOP, and she was going to lead an effort to take it back. But explain to people this: is what's harder, Katie Hobbs? These are not modern Democrats. You have Rado Fontes and Katie Hobbs are Soros backed. I mean, Fontes is a is a lawyer for the cartels. Katie Hobbs is radical as you can get. Her 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 philosophy on uh, and her beliefs on abortion are as radical as you can get. Her her open borders radical as you can get. This is not a centrist Democrat. What what is the McCain establishment? Okay. Why would they th why would they throw in with radical source back Democrats, sir? So the the it's it's really interesting. You're right. Um, Adrian Fontes worked for Bernie Sanders. Uh, he was a cartel lawyer. He also has represented a lot of people that have invo been involved in human trafficking. Katie Hobbs, after she was so-called the governor-elect, what did she do? She almost immediately said, we're going to take down the containers that even Ducey had put up to try and block some of the flow at the border. She's going to open all that up. And Arizona will once again be the number one center for human trafficking in the United States of America. So these are really serious issues. But I think what it boils down to is um, you have to realize Carrie Lake is one of the most talented politicians or spokesmen for the MAGA movement, period. She is an unbelie uh, unbelievably gifted communicator. And so they have been spending literally millions of dollars to try and kill her political career in its infancy. Uh, and part of that was the primary where Karen Robeson, uh, uh, she spent over $10 million to try and beat Carrie Lake in the, in the primary. But Carrie is such a charismatic leader and, and people just love her. She was on television for years here. People loved her before she was in politics. They love her now. Um, she's, uh, she, she's just a beloved personality here. And so they weren't able to beat her. And uh, so now is phase two of trying to beat her. And it's interesting, yes, Katie Hobbs is this kind of radical 
left-wing Democrat. But yet, if you look at her transition team, the transition team that they announced, it's got a bunch of Republicans as part of it. So it is this this strange uniparty. The McCain faction has yeah. kind of locked on to Katie Hobbs and, and, and they're working together to try and kill the MAGA movement. Yeah. No, no, this is this is this is this is why Arizona is so emblematic of what's happening in the country, what's happening in Washington. Guys, hang over a second. It, it, bring it's Car- also very vital, Steve. That the truth is, is if we don't control Arizona, there is no pathway for any Republican. I, I don't care if yeah. it's DeSantis or Trump or any other possible candidate. Without Arizona, there is no path to winning the next presidency. And people have to understand something. Uh, it's not close. This is not a purple state. Arizona is a red state. Arizona is a MAGA state. What you're seeing in front of your eyes is a coming together of the uniparty, of the financial and real estate interests that have run this state, run Arizona for so long, to combine with radical open border Democrats because there's certain elements in the Republican establishment that love the cheap labor of open borders. They've partnered with the most rad- – Fontes and, K- and Katie Hobbs are the most radical elements in the Democratic Party on cultural issues, on sovereignty of this country, combined with the McCains. And this is McCain who got on his knees and begged Donald Trump to endorse him in May of 2016 or he would not be in the Senate. Uh, K- Kelly Ward would have been elected to the U.S. Senate. I want to bring in Caroline Wren. Uh, guys, just hang over a second. Caroline, tell me about the shot across the bow. It's why can't you get information? You've got people in these centers. You've got you've got lawyers all over the place. You got Harmy Dillon. You got others, top lawyers. Why why can't you get the information? Why'd you have to go to court for this opening volley, ma'am? Well, Fontes and Hobbs are certainly very dangerous, but do not forget about Chris Mays, the Democrat AG candidate. They're already claiming one. She's a she's a climate change extremist activist here that they're trying to instill in the, the attorney general's office. So it was a big Thanksgiving week. And on Wednesday, both Abe Hominay and Carrie Lake's campaigns filed lawsuits. Now, remember, Abe is down just 510 votes. And so his court proceedings were actually set to begin at 9.30 a.m. this upcoming Monday morning. And then yesterday, we saw that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors moved their meeting up to 8 a.m. on Monday in order to vote on completing their canvas and certifying this election before Abe's hearing ever even makes it to court. Which begs the question, what are they so afraid of that they would have to do that? It's really shocking. But, you know, our lawsuit, which we filed on Wednesday also, includes tons of declarations of poll workers and observers, as well as the county's own statements, where we are seeking records, which we've been asking for since Election Day, that we're focusing on the serious problems, including the misprinting of ballots that the county's machines could not read, commingling of counted and uncounted ballots, and long lines of the polls that were discouraging voters. And so we need these documents because we cannot tell the extent to which election laws and procedures were violated and the full extent of the maladministration because the county won't tell us anything. And it's not possible to determine without these records the effect that this had on the electoral franchise. So this is really for us just step one. We're demanding this information. We've been demanding it for a long time, but we're finally taking it to the courts. But I, you know, Maricopa is going to play tons of games. They're going to sneak in first thing in the morning and try and try and certify this thing. So that's what we're what we're up against. Here's what I here's what I don't understand. The attorney general's office and, and Brnovich's office has not been a big name in election integrity. He went on 60 Minutes and called everybody associated with the grifters. His office sent a blistering, blistering letter 
to uh, to uh, Maricopa County and Bill Gates and these guys on Saturday night at nine o'clock. Given the ur- they weren't trying to bury it from 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 the media, it was because of the urgency of the hour. They needed response on this right away. Bill Gates has come back and said, "Hey, we're going to certify on Monday." Ducey then has Katie Hobbs up there rubbing up and there's laughing and high fiving and you know sitting there having a cup of coffee. Uh, and, and Gates says, yeah, we saw that letter and it's interesting. And, you know, we may have a response and we'll just get to it when we get to it. Caroline Wren, how, how does that work? How does the AG actually insert themselves here and just get blown off by, uh, by Bill Gates? Well, because these county officials can really do whatever they want. You have to really like they have millions and millions of dollars behind them at the taxpayer's expense, by the way. So they have a whole team of attorneys. They're going to be able to push back. They're claiming that they are going to respond to the AG's letter prior to the certification on Monday morning. I don't have tons of confidence. Or if they do, I'm sure it'll just be a bunch of, you know, placated answers that just skip over what actually happened. And they'll say, oh, it's going to take us years to really go through these type of things. Because we saw this in 2020. This isn't new, what they're doing here. But it was more blatant this time, I will say. What they did was more blatant. The people were more awake. They were attuned and awake to it. And they're not going to stand for it. So I'm, I'm, I hope that the AG's office will really, really lean in here. The letter was a good start, but we need more than just letters. And so this, this Monday morning Buckle is going to be very interesting. I don't know if a court can even come in to try and stop it before then, but we're going to see certainly how it plays out. And I hope that the AG really steps up in this. Just, just hang on for a second. I got Floyd Brown from Western Journal, Michael Patrick Leahy from the Arizona Sun-Times, and Caroline Wren, who's a senior advisor at Cary Lake. It's all about Arizona. Short break. Back in a moment. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. 
Make sure you go check it out. We still have the nine, up to 90% off these massive discounts on inventory sales, Black Friday. They're trying to move the merchandise. So make sure you go to MyPillow.com today for your holiday shopping. We're going to get to Mike Lindell over the weekend. He had some interesting announcements yesterday on his show. Uh, we're going to follow up on that and, and see. He's talking about, uh, I think he mentioned running for the head of the RNC. Hey, it's Mike Lindell. What can you say, right? <laughs> it's the ultimate wild man. Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com, promo code WARM, up to 90% off. You're going to see sales everywhere. Make sure you give your loved ones something from MyPillow. So go check it out today, MyPillow.com. Uh, also, Getter, we're going to be live streaming all weekend. We're going to be getting up so much news breaking that we want to make sure everybody's dialed in. Talking about news, let's go to the Arizona Sun-Times. Michael Patrick Leahy, as you see it, as the publisher of the Arizona Sun-Times, can this election as it was uh, as it was uh, conducted by the uh, officials in Arizona. Is it your belief and your paper's belief? Can this be certified, sir? Um, Steve, I'm sorry to say the, the question isn't really can it be certified. The question is will it be certified? I believe Monday morning uh, that the Maricopa County Sur- uh, Board of Supervisors will certify Maricopa County, and I think – most likely the other counties in the state will all follow. And very quickly, um, Katie Hobbs will certify it. And then you will go to an election contest. I anticipate that Carrie Lake uh, and others will file an election contest. It'll go before a superior court in Arizona, and it will be five days to present the case that the court should annul the results of that election. That's, that's how I see it, Steve. Michael Patrick Lee, how do people get to the Arizona Sun-Times and follow it? Because it's an amazing uh, news site. How do people get there? We have two great reporters on the ground there, Rachel Alexander and Neil Jones. Go to ArizonaSunTimes.com, ArizonaSunTimes.com. And also you can see our overarching website, TheStarNewsNetwork.com. Thanks so much for having me, Steve. They're one of our partners. Michael Patrick Lee, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Floyd Brown. The Western Journal is actually headquartered out in Arizona. You guys have been on the ground for years. You know the state better than anybody. Uh, can it be certified? I'll let you answer, <laughs> will it? But can, can this actually be certified, given what you've seen, Floyd Brown? So it can be certified the same way the federal budget balances. The truth is, is that none of the numbers match, Okay. Um, uh, nobody knows what really happened on those polling locations on election day because it was an absolute bumbling cluster of problems. And, uh, we've got ballots in black bags and we don't know if they've been counted or if they haven't been counted, have they been tabulated? Have they not been tabulated? There's been no real reconciliation of the vote. And so, no, it should not be certified. Will it be certified? Absolutely, because the Maricopa County Corrupt Board is just going to bully through. They're going to bully the attorney general. They're going to bully the people. And and they're going to do it with also the help of the sheriff. And it's important to understand the role of Paul Penzone in all of this. Paul Penzone is the man who defeated Joe Arpaio. And he did it with over $2 million of money from George Soros. And talk about chutzpah. Uh, He held a news conference the other day where the sheriff actually said, we don't want outsiders involved in this. Shut up. Move on. And yet 
he got over $2 million in his campaign against Arpaio from none other than George Soros. So he was really funded completely by outsiders. And, um, and then he said, uh, you know, we don't want outsiders. But most of the complaints in this have come actually from people in Maricopa County. The Maricopa County voters are awake to this, Steve. It's, it's unbelievable. On the ground, I have never seen anything like it. You go to the Amped Coffee Shop up here in Anthem, where I live, and it's almost the only thing people talk about. I mean, people were coming up to me uh, saying, you know, is Carrie going to fight? Is she going to, you know, stay in this? The, the actual voters on the ground are the people who've been complaining. And so we've, we, we've really seen a, a, a big move of people waking up from this election. It's completely corrupt. It has to be done over, and um, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I know Carrie has an excellent group of lawyers, and she's going to be fighting it uh, every step of the way. But um, you know, the courtrooms haven't ha- haven't been open to uh, these kind of discussions. So you know, the, the what we're seeing is the sy- systemic um, failure of our institutions. This is just another one of these institutions that's failed. the The vote has failed. And if we go to the courts and Carrie doesn't get her day in court, then the, then, then the courts have failed. Floyd, how do people get to the Western Journal? How do they get to you guys on social media? How do they get to the sites to follow this? Well, we're um, uh, just westernjournal.com. And you can also reach me on Twitter at Floyd Brown on Twitter. So uh, I've been uh, Twitter storming lately. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, yeah. I find this such a great injustice, Steve. This is one of the most talented future political leaders we have in the country. She has a huge, um, in Carrie Lake, she has a huge future ahead of her. And uh, I'll tell you, she inspires me. Uh, she she uh, invigorates me and, 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 and got me back involved in the process in a really serious way because of her leadership. And, uh, and, and so uh, we want to keep fighting with her. Yeah. It's the reason they want to take her down. Floyd, thank you so much for joining us, and thanks for the the Twitter uh, storms. That's why uh, people can stay up to date on this. Make sure you watch Floyd on Twitter. Thanks. I'm going to ask the Caroline Wren to uh, hold over for 90 seconds as we go to break, and we get we're jammed in the in the second hour, but we got to make time for this. You've seen a unique coming together of radical left, of Soros-backed candidates, of people that are open borders that are brutal in their uh, implementation of abortion laws, of just uh, represent cartels, human traffickers, Fontes, who is dirty and corrupt as he could possibly be. And you're seeing the dirty and corrupt McCain machine. It's being exposed for everything they really are, right? It's all about money and power, money and power and illegal immigration, which they love. So the intensity and drama in Arizona couldn't be higher. Only top on maybe what's going on in Washington, D.C. about the speaker's run. Short break, Caroline Wren. Next, we're going to go to Istanbul for Dr. Malone. War Room Posse, of course, our own you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. 
Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 